0: of a bachelor degree nursing program. Over the years, I've learned that students have an immense amount of confusion and questions when they leave didactic, which makes applying what they are learning nearly impossible to the clinical setting. I want to break down the basics so that you can continue to build upon your knowledge and put the pieces together. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Let's Review RN. I recently went over a quick review of acute kidney injury. And then also summarize diastolic and systolic heart failure last week and the pathophysiology behind the symptoms associated with acute exacerbation of heart failure. In medicine, we use the term acute often, and it's important to understand that this reference is something that is short in duration, and most often it isn't used in combination with recent onset. That being said, acute kidney injury, or sometimes referred to as acute renal failure, is a sudden episode of kidney failure or kidney damage, where the kidneys have decreased renal function manifested by an increase in serum creatinine level and BUN, and this can occur with or without reduced urine output. The spectrum of injury ranges from mild to severe, sometimes requiring renal replacement therapy, also known as dialysis. Acute kidney injury can often happen within a few hours or a few days brought on by several sources of causes that we'll talk about more in a minute. Acute kidney injury results in the kidneys not being able to filter efficiently and effectively, which causes this buildup of waste products in your blood, such as ammonia, BUN, and creatinine, which are byproducts of muscle and protein breakdown. In addition, it causes fluid retention and electrolyte imbalance. Acute kidney injury can then also lead to detrimental effects of other organs, such as the brain, heart, and lungs. It's important to understand that acute kidney injury can be reversible if the cause of the injury is treated in a timely manner. If the cause of acute kidney injury remains untreated, this can lead to chronic renal failure. The causes of acute kidney injury can be divided into three categories, pre-renal, caused by decreased renal perfusion, often because of volume depletion, intrinsic renal, caused by Um, Processes that occur within the kidneys and post renal, which are caused by inadequate drainage of the urine down the pathway distal to the kidneys. In patients who already have underlying chronic kidney disease, any of these factors, but especially volume depletion, may cause acute kidney injury in addition to that chronic renal impairment. We're going to focus today on pre-renal and what those causes of acute kidney injury look like. Approximately 70% of community-acquired cases of, a, of acute kidney injury are attributed to pre-renal causes. In these cases, underlying kidney function may be normal, but decreased renal perfusion or decreased renal blood flow associated with volume depletion, such as vomiting or diarrhea, or decreased arterial pressure from heart failure or sepsis results in reduced glomerular filtration rate. This means the the kidneys are unable to filter like they can under normal circumstances. Our bodies have this auto-regulatory mechanism that often can compensate for some of the degree of reduced blood flow to the kidneys in an attempt to maintain this adequate filtration rate, the glomerular filtration rate, But in patients with pre-existing chronic kidney disease, these mechanisms are already impaired and their susceptibility to developing acute on chronic renal failure is higher. Several medications can cause pre-renal acute kidney injury. For instance, ACE inhibitors and ARBs can impair renal perfusion by causing dilation of those efferent arterioles and reduce pressure to the glomerular, which reduces filtration. NSAIDs, or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, can also decrease the GFR by changing the balance of hormones that cause vasodilation and vasoconstriction within the renal micro, microcirculation. These drugs and others limit the normal homeostatic response to volume depletion and can be associated with a decline in renal function. In patients with pre-renal acute kidney injury, kidney function typically returns to baseline after volume status is established, or I'm sorry, I should say adequate volume status is established, the underlying cause is treated, or the offending drug is discontinued. Other causes of pre-renal acute kidney injury include things like cardiorenal syndrome, which I'll talk about more in depth next week. But cardiorenal syndrome can generally be defined as this pathophysiological disorder of the heart and the kidneys, in which when acute or chronic dysfunction of one of those organs can induce acute or chronic dysfunction in the other. There's also hepatorenal syndrome, which can affect individuals with cirrhosis, severe alcoholic hepatitis or liver failure. And usually occurs when liver function deteriorates rapidly because of a sudden insult or infection. And so basically, the kidney failure of hepatorenal syndrome is a consequence of these changes in blood flow and can direct have direct damage to the kidneys. Hypercalcemia can cause prerenal acute kidney injury. And this is likely um, related to excess. Excessive bone reabsorption, renal calcium retention, excessive uh, intestinal calcium absorption, or a combination of these conditions. And hypercalcemia may also provoke acute renal failure or hypertension or aggravate tubular necrosis. So then you also can have causes such as sepsis or neurogenic shock that cause systemic vasodilation, reducing that blood flow to the kidneys. Now, let's talk about symptoms of acute renal failure or acute kidney injury. So, although the kidneys themselves will not necessarily cause pain in the setting of a prerenal state, warning signals that a prerenal state is present will mimic volume depletion. And this includes feelings of lightheadedness or feeling faint, palpitations or a faster heart rate, an increased sense of thirst drier than normal mucous membranes, diminished skin turgor, decreased urine output, or the production of darker or more concentrated appearing urine. Efforts to prevent pre-renal acute kidney injury include avoiding excessive fluid losses or prolonged reduction of fluid intake is the best way to avoid these pre-renal states. This is going to look different for a lot of patients. Fluid status is variable based on the patient's medical history and comorbidities. It's important for patients to be educated regarding their specific amount of fluid intake within a 24-hour period. Patients with heart failure may be limited to 48 to 64 ounces of fluid daily, whereas other patients who have healthy hearts and exercise vigorously are going to require much higher volumes of fluid replacement. All medications that potentially affect the renal function should be discontinued if a patient is experiencing acute kidney injury. For example, metformin should not be given to patients with diabetes mellitus who develop acute kidney injury. The, dosage, the dose of essential medications should be adjusted for patients with reduced GFRs. Avoidance of iodine contrast media or gadolinium is important. And if imaging studies is needed, non-contrast studies are recommended. Supportive therapies such as antibiotics or maintenance of adequate nutrition, mechanical ventilation, um, anemia management should be pursued based on evidence-based practice. The indications for initiation of dialysis include refractory hyperkalemia, volume overload that's unresponsive to medical management, uremic pericarditis or pleuritis, uremic encephalopathy, acidosis and certain poisoning and intoxications from overdose. Patients with acute kidney injury are more likely to develop chronic kidney disease in the future. They are also at higher risk of end-stage renal disease and premature death. Patients who have an episode of acute kidney injury should be monitored for the development or worsening of chronic kidney disease. And because of the morbidity and mortality associated with acute kidney injury, it is important to identify patients who are high risk of developing this type of injury and to implement preventative strategies. Those at higher risk include adults older than 75 years of age, patients with diabetes or pre-existing chronic kidney disease those patients with medical problems such as heart failure, liver failure, or sepsis, and those who are uh, exposed to contrast agents or undergoing cardiac surgery. I hope everyone enjoyed today's episode, and next week I will talk about uh, cardiorenal syndrome, and then we'll kind of dive further into intrinsic causes of acute kidney injury, as well as post-renal causes of acute kidney injury. Remember, you can always find me on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Review RN. I'd love to hear from you. And if you have time, I'd love for you to rate and review the podcast. This podcast is for general information review purposes only. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or nursing. The use of this information or any materials provided by Let's Review RN are at the user's own risk. This content is not intended to be a substitute for educational teachings through students' educational institutes or organizations.